It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. After listening to today's Locked On Washington football team podcast, listen to the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast wherever you subscribe to your podcast. You are Locked On Washington Football Team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. with the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Welcome to today's episode. I'm Dave Harrison. He's Chris Russell. We are your hosts of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow the show. Leave a rating, leave a review. It'll help other fans of the franchise find us just like you did. When we are not here, you can find Chris over at the Team 983 at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday with Pete Methurst. Also find them on the Odyssey app. You can also find this show on the Odyssey app. You can also find Chris covering the Washington Football Team in writing for SI.com. On Twitter at WrestleMania621, find me at DHarrison82, and find the show at LockedWFTPod. A new week. Welcome in, all of you. It's Monday. Hopefully, you're off to a good start to your week. A happy Monday to all of you. Motivation Monday, right? And Chris, we've got plenty of motivation because we're back five days a week starting this week. So every single day, Monday through Friday, Washington football team fans will have an episode from us to listen to, to to glean our thoughts and our analysis and then tell us how right or how wrong we are in comparison. And Chris, this is the last full week before training camp is open and football is almost back. Yeah. Um, The boys report Tuesday, July 27th. And so, you know, depending on when you're listening to this episode, David, you know, could be eight days, seven days, depending on, again, when you're listening uh, to us. And we appreciate whenever you want to listen. Uh, but, you know, let's just call it a week, maybe a week and change. So it's it's right around the corner. And, of course, this year uh, is a little bit different than um, certainly than last year where, where, you know, they had training camp, but there were no fans. There were uh, no Richmond uh, this year back in Richmond, but only for four days, essentially. And that's going to be the only time fans are actually allowed to watch training camp practice, because when the team switches back to their Ashburn headquarters uh, two weeks from today, Monday, they're not going to allow fans at the team facility, which is a little bit of a change um, you know, I, I, I guess from what I was expecting, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of, uh, fan outreach. Uh, if, if you want to go watch a Washington football team practice, uh, again, you're going to have a couple of choices and it's all going to be starting next week and only available down in Richmond, unless they decide uh, to change something up at the last minute. Yeah. And you know, it, it's unfortunate the fans aren't going to be able to see that part of training camp and, and do all those things, but it's just, it's kind of part of the progression as we move forward. And I mean, those fans of anything, 
you can look forward to potentially seeing you know preseason games regular season games and then hopefully next year right everything's back to normal ish you know it, it, as normal as it's going to get back to you think you kind of have the feeling uh, that this whole experience is one of those things that you're never going to go back to before it ever happened like you look at uh, I don't know like like March you know mid 2019 you're probably never going to go back to what that was but some back to uh, you know sense of normalcy where where fans are back because as much as you know the players and the coaches are there to focus on developing and getting their team together they do enjoy the fans you know many many players have gone on record and saying that you know without the right. fans it kind of felt weird and it was hard to kind of get into the groove of things and you know what kind of players especially your positions go players i mean they go up and they make a catch even if you're just in shorts and t-shirts you make a great catch and you hear the fans you know kind of go crazy go wild maybe clap you know uh some of these teams that have the cheers and, and the songs the fight songs and all that stuff you like to hear that kind of thing it just kind of gets you back in the mode and back in the mood so everybody's looking forward to getting everything back but again people you know the the, the favorite phrase has become abundance of caution right out of an abundance of caution uh this is what we're doing and i think that's you know every team in the league and every pro league and every public venue kind of has to take these steps as they go to figure out how to do it the best way and the safest way possible yeah no doubt about it so with that being said i mean besides the fans and the interaction um, and the outreach is there anything um you know, early on where they'll be kind of in an acclimation period, which means, you know, they won't even be able to be in full pads for the uh, uh, enrichment at all. Uh, and, and it'll be just shells and shorts and, and whatever. Is, is there anything that you need to see early on in, in, in just to get a kind of temperature, if you will, of the scene down in Richmond? Yeah, I think you need to confirm the things you know, right? And I put that in quotation marks, even though nobody can see me. So Terry McLaurin's the best wide receiver on this team. Curtis Samuel is supposed to be a Swiss Army knife that the offense is going to be able to use in many different facets. Deami Brown has some potential both in the short and the deep passing games. Adam Humphreys has perhaps the best hands on the team just you know by reputation alone. And obviously, you know, health is going to be a big part of him. Ryan Fitzpatrick fits magic for a reason, not just magical things on the field with a personality leadership style the team rallying around him and that's just on offense you need like those are the things we feel like we know about this washington football team so early on in camp you need to see those things get solidified you need to be able to look on the field and say yep that checks the block that checks the block that checks the block everything we expected to see here because once you do that and whether it's from a media fan or or even you know roster development standpoint like coach rivera if coach rivera comes out here expecting you know, Terry McLaurin to be the best wide receiver on the field. And the next thing you know, he's not getting out of break smoothly. He's dropping passes. He's not running with energy. Now you have a problem because you have to, now you have to figure out who your number one receiver is going to be. And obviously week one, first five days, you're not going to, you know, freak out about it. But if Terry McLaurin comes in, scary Terry comes in looking as scary as always, it allows you as a coach, as a media member, kind of take that side of relief and say, okay, we're good here. Now let me move on to the next thing. Let me find out where Jarrett Patterson is going to fit in. Now let me fit out if Deami Brown is the number three or if Adam Humphreys is the number three. Now let me fig- figure out if Jamin Davis is going to be a Mike linebacker, weak side line. Like uh, all these other things that you mm-hmm. kind of know are supposed to be need to show themselves early so you can move on to what you need to figure out. Yeah, no, I think that's a good assessment. The one thing that I don't want to see or I need to see is just – and, and this kind of speaks to your general premise about the wide receiver and Terry McLaurin and the little things is I don't want to see a lot of sloppiness. I don't want to see a lot of turnovers from the quarterbacks, um, you know, just because the defense is good and aggressive, that that doesn't mean you have to, you know, be loose with the football and be sloppy. Uh, and, and this goes for running backs, too, in terms of fumbles and all that stuff. 
Um, but to me, I just don't want to see this team look like they're lazy or look like they're undisciplined, uh, look like they um, are having problems getting in and out of the huddle, that type right. of thing. Because Ron has proven, you know, last year and throughout the year that he won't hesitate um, to make them do it over again or to chew them out at the end of a practice. So I don't want to see that which I did see at times last year uh, in training camp. All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. We have plenty more questions, plenty more issues uh, to debate. And we also have the defensive line to size up and preview for training camp again, which is closing in. We're going to do that next. Coming up right here on LOWFT. All right, guys, we tell you about Built Bar all the time. Well, why don't you celebrate the freedom of choice? Did you know that Built Bar has many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. Uh, David and I tell you all the time about our favorites. We want to hear from you. So if you want to let us know uh, via Twitter or our voicemail line, you can tell us what your favorite Built Bar is because everyone probably has a different one or many will have different ones. And, you know, you can have more than one. It's not like NFL teams, right? We only want you to really love the Washington football team. But Built Bar, we want you to love many different flavors and varieties. If you don't know which your favorite is, why don't you get a mixed box where you can get two of each of the nine regular flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. They're high in protein, low in sugar, low in net carbs, uh, and low in calories as well. So here's what we want you to do. Remember this, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Like, that's important, right? Because of what's kind of going on over in Tokyo. Yes, absolutely. Support support our men and women who are uh, defending the honor of this great country. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell, and we draw ever closer to training camp. And David, we know that there are going to be good positional battles and who's going to start and who's going to be the top reserve and who's going to be the top choice if somebody goes out injured or somebody is a little subpar or what have you. Um, and one of the areas that, you know, I think every Washington football team fan feels really good about is the defensive line. And I think people feel really good about it because not only do you have four first round studs in Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen and Montez Sweat, but you've got two really, really good prime backups on the inside. And then you've got a couple of promising first and second year players 
Uh, and that's kind of where I, I think people may not know as much about. Um, and that's what makes this defensive line really sharp, really deep, and I think able to overcome an injury, maybe even two, depending on the severity of the injury and who uh, it is. So when you look at this defensive line for Washington, is there any concern outside of the obvious, again, injury for you? No, not really. I mean, I think that, you know, you have one of the best defensive fronts in the National Football League, if not the best defensive front in the National Football League. I think if there is a concern, uh, it's like you said, it's about injury. I just have kind of more questions, right? So like Matt Ioannidis coming back, you know, how big of a role is he going to play and 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 how impactful is he going to be, you know, along there with Tim Settle. Uh, James Smith-Williams is someone that, that you like a lot and, and someone that I liked coming out of college last year. How much of a step forward can he possibly take? And then William Bradley King, the rookie, you know, he's a seventh-round guy, so you're not expecting a lot from him. But, again, we've seen undrafted guys and, and late-round draft picks kind of make impacts here and there. So is he a guy who could also maybe creep up there and battle a little bit with a guy like, say, David Botta and try to get some snacks, some snaps? Uh, and then Shaka Tony, I mean, you know, I haven't seen him personally in person yet or even on film or anything, but I know you've had some exciting things to say about him. We talked to uh, the host of the Locked On Big Ten podcast, and he had some really good things to say about him. And look, uh, Penn State, you know, they churn out pretty good talent mm-hmm. year in, year out. So just because Shaka Tony was a seventh-round draft pick, not a highly touted guy, don't underestimate kind of the, these programs that churn out hard workers, good studiers, smart football guys because that's really what you need to make it in this league is talent, which they all have, uh, and then the ability and willingness to get better, study, and turn uh, education into production on the field. Yeah, and, and and for me, like I think the biggest thing that this defensive line has, like looking at, you know, besides, again, the injuries, I mentioned the great depth, right? You mentioned Ioannidis, Tim Settle, uh, and, and like you said, a couple of the rookies, the Baylor kid, obviously Shaka Tony, you're, you're right. He impressed me a couple of different times. Uh, and James Smith Williams uh, as well, really smart. Um, and, and you know, so, so again, they're not a one-man band. They're not a one-trick pony. They're not like one injury, gloom and doom type of thing. The one thing they have to really get better at, um, and this goes in conjunction with better linebacker play, is stopping the run, right? There were not that they were horrible at stopping the run, the defensive line specifically, but they contributed. There were too many missed tackles. There were too many gaps. There were too many times where, um, for whatever reason, somebody wasn't in the right gap and a team was able to crease them. And we were talking about some pedestrian running back attacks, quite honestly, the Giants with Alfred Morris uh, and Wayne Gallman last year. Seattle didn't have a tremendous you know, rushing attack, um, you know, um, uh, the, the Detroit, Adrian Peterson, right. The, you know, who of course, uh, got cut by the Washington football team and was part of a rotation in Detroit and Detroit was fine, mm-hmm. but they weren't great at running the ball. It's not like they got shredded by Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans every week. This was a defensive right. line that I know struggled with technique, fought and resisted. I think a lot of that is in the past, if not all of it's in the past, uh, but they really need to help stop the run. And whether, you know, listen, Jamin Davis, who you just mentioned uh, a little while ago is going to help. Uh, but he's not going to solve everything, right? So it's really among this defensive line to um, stop the run on the way to the quarterback, which is what they preach, but not miss opportunities in the backfield when they get a chance to blow in 
and create some hay, don't over-pursue, don't overrun, don't take a bad angle, don't try and make the big highlight play, do your job. And that's what I think this defensive line has to do. It, when, when this team was at its best last year, that four-game winning streak in mid to late November, they only allowed about half of the rushing yards per game that they allowed normally on average. I mean, I can't help but think that it goes hand in hand with each other. So do the simple things and then the flashy things will kind of show themselves. And, and here's just another quick thing. Remember, they opened the year with eight sacks against Carson Wentz in Philadelphia, seven of them coming from the defensive line. And then they didn't have another real big performance until I think it was week seven against Dallas, another bad offensive line. At that point, there was too much inconsistency in the pass rush. It's got to be more. Con- I don't need seven sacks a game. I need three sacks a game or four sacks a game, that right. type of thing. Yeah, but you can't be feast or famine. You know what I mean? And, and right. at the end of the day with a pass rush, you don't even necessarily have to get to the quarterback all the time especially depending on who the quarterback is. Like the quarterback is Daniel Jones. If you get a good solid amount of pressure on him and some and a few hits on him, those are those are as good as a couple of sacks and then uh if you if you hit him real nice, those are going to lead to some interceptions, some some uh some ducks being thrown out there, stuff like that. Now, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you know, a Tom Brady, even a Dak Prescott, you're going to need to get to him a couple times. You're going to need to get some sacks, put him in some second and 20s, some, you know, third and 14s, something like that. Uh, to get him to make some of those mistakes. But I mean, but like you said, you can't go, you know, if you're going from eight sacks in one game to no sacks, two pressures right. the next game, that's just not going to get it done. And then gap discipline. I mean, gap discipline, gap discipline, gap discipline. Every defensive lineman and linebacker has been preached gap discipline, you know, until they're blue in the face. But, you know, when you're having those those issues with gap discipline, I mean, you're, you're going to continue to get lectured about them. So if you want to uh, if you want to stop the lecturing, then you've got to uh, to stop losing, contain, losing your assignment, losing your lane. There's actually a really good, very popular story of Rondé Barber uh, on a, on a given play against New Orleans Saints one year. He was actually supposed to spill the running back, kick him outside instead of giving him the lane to push back inside and contain him because they wanted the safety to come down on those outside runs and lay down the hammer. But on one specific play, he decided to kind of go off script, uh, contained the running back, pushed him back inside. He actually, the running back got hit by one of his one of his teammates, caused a really big fumble return for a touchdown. They end up winning the game. So it's it's kind of hard because these kids, these playmakers. They're playmakers for a reason, so they want to trust their instincts, but they also got to trust their coaching. There's a balance. It's a very nice dance. There is a technique to it, to being successful. Uh, and similarly, Chris, there's a technique to betting on sports that will help you or not help you be successful. Sometimes you got to make the smart play. Sometimes you got to go big. You got to kind of go for it, trust your gut, and hope that you're going to come out right on the other side. There's no guarantees either way that you're going to make money, that you're going to do what you're supposed to, that you're going to meet the goal that you're trying to meet. But if you're going to try to risk some money on some sports, betonline.ag is the place to do it because they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action, whether it's football coming up, NBA finals still going on, Major League Baseball seasons going on, golf, MMA action. Before the next contest, whatever your taste is, go to betonline.ag using your computer or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to and through the playoffs. Head to the website now and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Back now, we're segment three here on Monday. The Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast on Twitter at Pod. David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter as well at dharrison82 at Russellmania621. And Chris... We were just talking about the defensive line as we get ready for training camp. Like you said earlier in the show, less than 10 days away, and we've got fans excited. They have questions. They want to know things. They want to see things. We've also got voicemails from some of those fans, so let's answer one right now. Hello, once again, this is Todd from Utah. Just wanted to give a call and send the thought as we go over kind of these top 10 lists that keep popping up. Uh, you know, in the offseason, everybody's speculating on everything. Uh, and you guys talk about, you know, where you think the people rank in those lists. I was curious kind of what each of you think as far as offense. What are our top three players to you, and why is that? And our defense, what, what are the top three players for you on our defense? Uh, and, and kind of why is that? And then, and then the other thought is, you know, on offense or defense or, or both, What's the wild card? Who are the, the players on offense or a player on offense or a player on, and a player on defense that really is just kind of a wild card? You don't know exactly what they're going to be, but they may make a huge difference for the team, whether that's good or whether that's bad. Uh, just kind of thought, had those thoughts, and so thought I'd uh, figure out what you guys were thinking and see if that helps. All right, so we appreciate the call as always, and good questions, David. I'll I'll, I'll take um, I'll, I'll take the first one, and then we'll kind of I, I guess bounce you know off of off of you and 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 go from there. Um, top three players on the Washington Football defense for me, and, and and this is you know again this is because I don't just overreact to one year. I'm not going to put Chase Young there just yet. Do I think he's the most talented? Do I think he'll be on this list at the top next year? Yeah. Um, but for me, I'm going to go actually with a little bit more production uh, and a little bit more of a track record. Uh, and I'm going to go with Montez Sweat as number one. And then mm-hmm. uh, I'll go with Chase Young, just even though he's got the one year because He's so explosive and really good uh, in the red zone, and I think he's going to be even better this year if he can be healthy, okay. which he wasn't really in the first half. And then number three, this was an interesting one for me. I, you know, I was kind of thinking, okay, I could go with the safe answer and Jonathan Allen, uh, but I'm going to go with William Jackson the third. And why? Because I think not only is he really good and he'll be way better in Washington than in Cincinnati, but also because I think his impact, as we've talked about, is going to signify a difference in scheme and attack philosophy. So I think his presence makes the defense 
different in in a lot of different ways. I, I don't know if that makes sense and that ranking makes sense. Do you do you do you uh, you have your own ranking? I mean, uh, I, I, do you have Montez Sweat even in the top three? I guess I would say. I mean, I think you have to. I think uh, you know. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised not to hear Chase Young be your number one, just because he's the guy that you know he's the he's the poster child for this defense right now, and for good reason. Like you said, the talent is definitely there. But I mean, I like I like the the attitude of you know do it for more than a year. You know, do it for more than a year. Then we start putting crowns and robes on you and, and having you sit in the throne. But until you do it for more than a year, let's you know let's slow the roll on, on making you the king of the defense just yet. So yeah, I mean, I like that mentality, and and hopefully Chase is coming into training camp into the season looking to show that he's not just, you know, a high round draft pick who did well for one year, that he's looking to have that consistent performance and help his teammates get that consistent performance uh, that you were talking about earlier. So good timing on that question to go along with the theme of today's episode uh, on offense. I think, you know, I think the best player on the team I've got to go with is Terry McLaurin, you know, maybe not mm-hmm. the most versatile on all three levels and all that stuff. Obviously Curtis Samuel has, uh, you know, maybe a little bit quicker, you know, he's got some running back ability, stuff like that. But I think that Terry McLaurin and in, in his steadiness, his production, his ability to produce no matter who the quarterback is, that right there, honestly, is is perhaps one of the biggest impressive things uh, for me about Terry McLaurin is that through all the, the quarterback stuff going on with this team, he has always been able to to click with them, to be a weapon for them and to be able to produce. Uh, it kind of reminds me of a guy like Allen Robinson, who, you mm-hmm. know, the best quarterback he's played with so far in his career might be Blake Bortles, like peak Blake Bortles. And, uh, you know, and that's not, that's still not very good, but yet he's a consistent performer. And then next, I got to go with Curtis Samuel. I mean, the versatility alone, the running back history that he has, uh, I think Curtis Samuel brings a lot to the table. And then the fact that he knows this offense coming in. So he's a free agent addition who comes in ahead of the power curve as far as learning is concerned. And then I'm going to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but really it's not so much what he can do physically on the field. It's what he can do mentally on the field, we kind of talk about some of the sloppiness and some of the laziness from time to time. The you know the the tendency to kind of get out of sorts and stuff. He's a very good leader. He's very good at keeping his players engaged, keeping his teammates engaged, and also keeping them calm and loose and relaxed. Remembering it's a game, even when things aren't going well. He's always playing a game and he's always happy to play it. That's infectious. That has the ability to impact a lot of people. Uh, so I'm going to put him number three. I think a lot of people want Antonio Gibson probably to be there, and he definitely has that upside. My issue is is availability. You got to see the availability and I need to see him healthy. I need to see him stay healthy to maximize that potential. If he can have a clean season, then I think next year he's a slam dunk top three guy. All right. I think that's a good top three. I'm going to go and I'll quickly go through this McLaurin for all the reasons that you mentioned, but I'm going to go number two and I'm going to throw a little bit of a wild card in here, even though this wasn't the wild card portion of the question. Mm. I'm going to put Logan Thomas. Yeah. I thought about as number two. Yeah. And then I, I'm going to throw you for a further loop because, you know, I don't <laughs> love, 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 but I, I will tip my cap. I mean, you know, especially with Morgan Moses gone yeah. and some of the changeover on the left side, I'll 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 say Brandon Sheriff is number three, um, just because he is better than I probably give him credit for. Uh, again, I, I, I rarely see dominance, but. Others do. So I'll tip my cap and just say I'm wrong and they're probably <laughs> right. So uh, that's how I'll lay that. And then what, what we had one more part of that question, right? What, what was yeah, it? A wild card, card player. Yep. A wild card on offense. Either way, just one wild card player. 
Um, all right, so I'm going to go. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to take your guy here. Well, why don't you go first? Because I don't want to take your guy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, first real quick, Logan Thomas was definitely on my mind about top three offensive players, and Brandon Scherf okay. was as well. Again, it's the availability factor. It's it's the injuries, plus it's the fact that this team obviously is not dedicated to him maybe as much as people want him to be. Yep. There's got to be a reason for it, so that's why I left him on there. Wild card for me this year, and you're not going to be surprised by this name at all, Benjamin St. Juice. The man yeah. can play outside, inside. I think he has free safety potential. We'll see if I'm ever correct or proven wrong on that whole thing. But the fact of the matter is, you know, when you look at the defense, you look at longevity, depth, injury, insurance, no matter who gets hurt, if someone gets hurt in the secondary, and obviously you hope they don't, but if they do, Benjamin St. Juice is a guy who can be coached up, molded, and blended into that defense to fill in that role. So I think Benjamin St. Juice is a true wild card on a week-to-week matchup basis. I think that's a really good pick, and I'm going to stay on that side of the ball. And I'm going to take Jamin Davis, <laughs> you know, I mean, just because some of the reasons, you know, that we've already talked about, not yeah. only this episode, but, you know, in Pat, I mean, whether he's at Mike, which is what the expectation is, or whether he's at, you know, weak side, whatever, he's going to make a, a, a group of linebackers much better and a defense you know, we talked about stopping the run. He's going to help a lot in that area with his side-to-side speed uh, and his athleticism uh, and his frame, quite honestly. I'd be very surprised if Washington struggles as much this year stopping the run as they did last year. All right, so that is our wild card, our offensive top three, our defensive top three. Great set of questions. We always appreciate you guys uh, getting us to kind of break out the think tank. We'll have a bunch of things to talk about on the next episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. So make sure you come on back with us and again, back to five days a week. But we want to remind you to get more out of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have a question or a topic that you want us to discuss, you just heard a voicemail and you can get aboard as well. 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577. Or you can email if you have a little stage fright. That's okay. LockedWFTPod at gmail.com. LockedWFTPod at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us. We will be back again with another episode before too long as we count you down to Washington Football Training Camp. For David Harris, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.